CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Thursday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Glad you've joined us. We get together every weekday afternoon at this time, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible, looking at current events through a biblical perspective, and also what we hear in church. Is it even in the Bible at all? Maybe you've been reading your Bible. Hope you have. Come across something you don't understand. Someone's asked you a question. Hey, that's why we're here, to give you good answers, help you build your faith in our days that we live in. So important. Joining me today, special guest and featured CSN speaker we have on here in Morning Times, Daryl Skinner, Chosen Generation. And um, hi and welcome, Daryl. Glad you're back. Aloha, Mike. Aloha. It's good to be back. Looking forward to the program today. And uh, I've been gone for a little bit, but all is well. And looking forward to hearing all the great questions that come in from all the listeners to every man and answer. It's always a lot of fun and a great joy. And, uh, these, the, you know, we're living in the last days. There's so much going on today. Uh, we know that the Lord is coming soon. And so we stay in the Word of God, stay in the uh, and growing in, the, in our faith, as well as inviting our unsaved family and friends to come to church on Sunday to hear God's Word. Such an exciting time to be living in, and the world is somewhat chaotic, the days of Noah, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, but the Lord told us it would be that way, and now we need to shine brighter than ever. Mike, great to be with you. Always a blessing to be with you. I, I've been telling everybody, I always I always am a little excited this time of the year because, you know, you know, we have Rosh Hashanah coming up here on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think um, uh, it, it, the, the last trump uh, of, of Rosh Hashanah, the so far is blown when the first three stars appear in, in Jerusalem on Sunday night, which is about, uh, depending on where you're at in the United States, somewhere 12 hours later or something like that. So we're, we're uh, probably somewhere around uh, 8, 9, 10 in the morning, something like that here. So uh, Sunday could be a really a glorious day. You know, I, I always think about that. <laughs> Things, you know, I know. We, we get always get excited in September as uh, we, we celebrate the Feast of Trumpets and so forth in Rosh Hashanah and, and knowing that the, the Lord could take us home. But, you know, like he told us, he says, no man knows the day or the hour. Uh, and just always be ready, be in a, that great anticipation of the Lord's coming for us. And and always be sharing your faith, folks. Be sharing your faith, winning souls, making disciples, be involved in your local churches and going for God is what we always say around here. Let's go for God. Hey. So, Mike, hey, you know what? This is an exciting time, and uh, <laughs> we don't want to talk politics, so we'll stay away from that. It's not too exciting there. But no. uh, <laughs> we'll keep marching on. Well, you Lord know, you know, uh, we, but we do have, uh, I think, yes. what the Bible does describe in Matthew chapter 24. You know, we've had, uh, of course, that terrible fire in Hawaii, uh, Lahaina yeah. fire. And uh, then we have the... Uh, uh, earthquake uh, in northern Africa. Then we had mm-hmm. uh, the Libya uh, dam break where they estimate 10 to 20,000 people are dead. And uh, it's almost happening now every every day. Uh, and uh, so, man, I'll tell you, you know, um, uh, a year ago I thought, wow, Lord, you know, I mean, you didn't come this year. How How much more will it be next year? 
And I, I look and see the butchering of children, the pestilences, the, 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 all the crazy stuff going on. And I, I just go, wow. As John said in Revelation 22, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I mean, I, I, I just pray that all of you listening are ready to go. If you're not, today is the appointed day of salvation to ask the Lord to forgive your sins. What time you have left? We all have left. On this earth, God, I'm going to give it to you. I want to be about your business, get baptized and and um, be part of a fellowship and let your light shine. I think it's so important in these days. Now, going back, you know, and and Daryl, I'm really glad, uh, again, you're feeling good. Uh, the Lahaina fires there on yes. Maui. Uh, I was sharing some of the experiences uh, when, when I'm in Hilo, uh, what's going on, uh, because it seems that it, especially everybody that's in the smaller towns throughout Hawaii are related or friends or something. Uh, maybe Absolutely. not so much for Honolulu, but but uh, for, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, as an example, in Hilo that have direct family members in Lahaina and different places. And I shared yesterday about a, a guy that uh, was running for his life, getting in the water, saving a, uh, a 70-year-old lady from Texas. Um, uh, what, what's going on right there right now? You know, right now, uh, you know, obviously it's, uh, trying to identify who's missing and who's, who's still alive is one of the greatest challenges they're having. You know, I think we're at a well over 115 people that have passed and, and then, uh, you know, there's two, 300 missing or something like that on the list. And so it's trying to figure this out. Now they say they, they've covered it with the cadaver dogs and so forth. Uh, and also uh, just a lot of relief efforts going on. The people of Hawaii, you know, you have the family term Ohana. Uh, all all the islands gather together, and they're there to support one another, to help one another. Sometimes we do wish the government response would be stronger and uh, and quicker, but it is what it is. And we we find that uh, uh, the the people of Hawaii they're, they're just rescuing one another, they're loving on one another, they're blessing one another, they're serving one another, which is the the heart of these islands, the true aloha spirit, if you will. And of course, as Christian believers, we're working with them. We're sending over all kinds of funds to the local churches that are there on the island, that are on the ground, uh, doing a good work. I know Calvary Chapel West Side uh, with Pastor Steve Santos. Uh, we've sent a lot of funds over to him from our church, as well as uh, uh, Greg Laurie's uh, uh, satellite church over there, which is Kumalani Chapel. Also, they're doing a work over there. Samaritan's Purse is over there doing a work. And so we're working with the, the local churches and various organizations that we know we can trust and ministering to them. I think our church has sent over fourteen, close to $14,000 in funds over there to help out with, uh, you know, whether it be diapers or be baby formula or clothing or food, whatever it might be, uh, just trying to minister to the folks over there the best we can. And some other churches have sent over uh, like a 40-foot container full of uh, items to help also. But this is this is who we are as uh, the people of Hawaii uh, to love one another and to help one another, and um, you know it's just it's just so tragic. Those winds were so strong, seventy, eighty, eighty-five miles an hour, and hitting that fire. And you know we can go back and look at well, if this was done, if this was done, this was done. Well, it wasn't done. Now it's time to recover and to love, and to help and to bless. And uh, it's just it's heartbreaking. And yes. You're right, Mike. People from all the islands have family or friends 
relatives that were involved in that fire. Some lost their homes, their businesses, and some have lost some loved ones. And uh, we got to keep them all in prayer and see how God is going to do this great restitution and recovery for the people of of Maui and Lahaina. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'll tell you, it, it was uh, such a such a tragedy. Uh, we have, of course, mm-hmm. radio stations there, and uh, yeah. we just want everybody to know we're continuing to pray for you, and yes. we love you, and if there's anything we can do, please let us know, too. Absolutely. 88-88-88. Ask CSN is the number to call, and uh, if you want to be part of the program today, got some lines open, so you're invited to be part of the program today. Again, 8888-ASK-CSN. Let's go to Jeff, Dallas, Texas. Hi, welcome. Good evening, pastors. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so I heard about the summit, the UN SDGs summit uh, they're hosting this coming Monday. Now, I heard on the news uh, from the Times of Israel that uh, Saudi is co-hosting on the side an Israel-Palestinian peace talk. And we have already heard enough noise that uh, the U.N. Secretary General is saying uh, this to be more of a seven-year accelerated plan. Uh, now, with adding this Israel-Palestinian peace talks to the table, uh, how do you think this uh, uh, ties in with the Daniel uh, 9, the seven-year covenant, if any? Daryl, your thoughts? Well, you know, as we look to these events taking place, there's been a lot of talk going on amongst these nations over there. And uh, uh, we, we know that the seven-year tribulation is is uh, biblically sound from the book of Daniel to the book of Revelation. Revelation 6 through 19 shows us the seven years of tribulation, the unveiling of the Antichrist, the lawless one, as he's referred to in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, and how close are we to the rapture of the church? Well, we're very close, of course. Uh, the signs of the times are telling us these things. Man is going to plan his ways, and uh, the Bible says God will laugh at him as he plans his ways in Psalm 2. He'll try to uh, rule the world. Satan is going to try to rule the world, uh, along with mankind following after him, the Antichrist. And we see these things all coming into place. So, you know, we we can speculate, but we don't want to uh, be overly dogmatic on that, which is speculation. It is always... Interesting. I have a file that I always keep on hand in my brain. It's called an interesting file. Well, this is interesting. This is interesting. But what is absolutely fact for me and for you is the Word of God. What does the Bible say? And so we look to the Church of Philadelphia. We keep the Word of God. We will not deny His name. And God says, I will keep you from the hour of trial that will come upon the whole world, which is the Great Tribulation period. Thus, we know the rapture of the Church will take place before the Tribulation. But as we see the things lining up today, it gives us opportunity to witness uh, stronger in the Lord as as the Word of God is alive and well, and we can share Bible prophecy, uh, Israel becoming a nation, and the nations in perplexity, and and the uh, uh, we look at the uh, the Ezekiel War that's going to be coming soon uh, with Russia and Iran and and the Islamic nations against Israel. All these things will come to fruition because God's Word is always true. Mike, I'll yield it over to you. Amen. I, I hope that answers it for you. You know, again, Jeff, we're, we're living in some pretty in, incredible times right now. And um, uh, I, I think that as we see all these things unfold, I think we're going to see more and more, and the Bible's going to make more and more sense as we look at this, because uh, we, we've seen these predictions in the Bible 
that many people said, well, I don't, I don't see how that could ever be. And now uh, it's reality. I mean, uh, I read a commentary, Matthew Henry's, about Jerusalem, that it would be a, a, a capital of Israel again. And Matthew Henry says, uh, he says, this appears to be a prophecy, but I don't see how this could ever be. That was written in 1700. Now it's reality. So hope that helps, Jeff. Um, thank you, pastors. And uh, yes, I do get really excited come every September, but this time around, uh, the excitement is even more with everything that's falling in place. Can I uh, close off with a prayer request? Sure. Sure. Uh, thank you. So my dad, he's uh, suffering from uh, dementia, and I think over the past week, uh, it went to another gear, uh, oh. if you can say that. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, the last week, it's completely destroyed the peace in the family. He's making some accusations that are not true, and um, it's there's really no point in having a logical argument because we tried that, and he just doesn't see it. And uh, so praying for uh, healing and also peace and understanding and uh, just strength within the family and salvation uh, for everyone. I'm not is, sure. Is he saved, your father? Uh, I, I believe so. Uh, okay. He, yeah. he he has mentioned uh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, but uh, he's also really. Uh, my parents are very involved in the Greek Orthodox mm-hmm. Church, so they still pray to Mary and all those things, but they do profess Jesus as their Savior. So I am yeah. hoping, and I I think I'm convinced that they'll be caught up in the rapture. But that's my daily prayer. Well, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we just lift up Jeff's family to you. Whenever there's an issue like this with uh, dementia or any other uh, family-involved illness, it it creates a strain on everybody. So, Lord, I first of all would pray that you would reach your hand out and, and touch this man, heal him. Lord, that you would give the family patience and understanding, realizing that it's not him, but it's it's a disease that he has that causes him to react and say the things that he does. And Lord, that you would uh, just touch him. And and Lord, in that condition that he's in, that you would become more and more real in his life, that that would be his anchor point. Father, we know that, again, our bodies break down um, and uh, we all need a new one. And so we thank you, God, that those that love you will get a brand new one someday in heaven that will never get old or age or or cause problems. And so we just put this situation into your hands. And Lord, give Jeff wisdom to deal with his family and to be that rock there and point them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hope that, uh, you know, hope that answered your question for you, Jeff, and we'll be praying for your dad. Amen. Thank you so much. I got the movie Jesus. I'll send it out to you. Maybe you can get your dad to watch it. It's real good. Okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Carol in Shelton, Washington. Hi, welcome. Greetings. Thank you. Hi. Greetings. Hi. I'm calling with some information I would really think might be worth your while to check into. I want, I just couldn't get to you fast enough yesterday when you and Jeff Wickwire were talking in part about what was going on in Lahaina. Is that how we pronounce yes. that? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a fellow who comes on and he has an hour on Sunday nights 
through the Twin Falls Station? Yes. Uh-huh. J.D. Farag, do yes. you know who he is? Yes, and I, I know, uh, know Daryl, you know him. He's there on the same island. Yes. yes. Well, it would have been last Sunday, this last Sunday, he had plenty to say about what's going on over there. And I believe it's worth a hearing. I almost don't want to speak about it right now because I would rather people listen to it and ask God into it. But it was very eye-opening. Well, we know that there's a lot more that's going on, and certainly the rebuilding efforts have been very, very um, uh, disoriented. Um, I think, uh, Daryl, you mentioned that earlier in the program, and uh, we're all very much aware of that. And, of course, there's the scalpers that come in now. Hey, your your house is burned down. We'll give you so much money for your lot. And there's always people trying to take advantage uh, and my hope is that they don't sell to anybody because, again, it will get rebuilt. But um, this is part of the problem. And, again, um, you know, the, the $700 that uh, President Biden offered the families really is only a trip to Costco. That's not going to really help them, and especially when they have ongoing perhaps even mortgages on their property, though it's not there. A, a lot of people probably didn't have uh, home insurance, especially if their house was paid off. So uh, there's a lot of issues there. You know, Daryl, being you're there on Hawaii, um, I mean, you're probably closer to this than, than again, most everybody else is. Uh, your thoughts? Well, you know, it's uh, it's poorly run government is what's taking place, unfortunately. Uh uh, and you know they're they're saying I just saw yesterday's news that there's going to be about nine months of uh, cleanup and so forth. They're worried about you know the various toxins and so forth in in the in the debris that's there, and trying to uh, you know get things settled and established, get the infrastructure back in, and then uh, and then of course uh, the rebuilding process. Of course, you can have the insurance companies and people got to get their money from them. And then they have to decide, do I want to stay here? Do I want to move? Do I want to rebuild? Uh, can I get my business to be rebuilt and get that back on its feet once again? Um, when it comes to FEMA, FEMA, I believe, handles uh, your personal disaster, which would be your home, and it will give you uh, help with that if it's announced as a presidential uh, disaster. That's what takes place. And then, uh, And then if it's a business, though, it's more of a loan that you'll have to pay back. So those are the different uh, things that are going on. I'm sure people have a lot to evaluate over there. I'm not sure what you were stating, Carol, in regards to J.D. Farag, on, in regards to the fire. Is there something more specific you wanted to mention? Yes, yes. What he's referring to and what I was hoping that other pastors, people, will give an ear to is what happened there was far more political and far more spiritual than the average person can know. And so I don't even want to try to to relay what he said on air. I would like you folks to consider, well, pray about it and listen to what he had to say last Sunday. Throughout the last, throughout this last month, even so, all of the things that he's had to say is rather, I think, pertinent. And 
all by itself without the Lord being involved in what we are doing, it could it could really send people into a spin of more types of anxiety and fear. But if we remember the whole word, we do know that it's going to get tough between here and the rapture, between here and tribulation and through all of that. And so... Well, we'll try to check that out and, and take a look at it. And and uh, again, we... we uh, uh, I know JD. He's a good guy, and and uh, so uh, we'll we'll do our best to check that out. Carol, did you have any other questions? I don't have any other questions right now, but I w- I certainly have a little bit more noise if there was time. Well, uh, real quick, what was that? What is that? I want you to know, uh, Pastor Mike, that if I lived in Twin Falls, if I lived near your church, I'd be there. Well, thank you, Carol. I, 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 I appreciate that. And, and uh, uh, you know, we, we teach the Bible here. We go through it. Uh, and uh, right now we're in the book of Acts in chapter 19. And um, everybody knows exactly where I'm going to be next Sunday morning so they can read ahead. And then we really get into the deep down what was going on in these pages of the Bible, you know, the Jews believe, the Jewish people believe that when Messiah comes, even the space between the letters will mean something. And I think it's so important that, as Jesus said, we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Yet so few churches teach the word of God. They're life the pastors or life coaches or motivational speakers or something else. And what we really need to hear is God's word, because that's going to be the, the mainstay uh, for us, when times get rough, that's what's going to anchor your soul. You know, Daryl, I know for many years, I've known you for for <laughs> decades, and yes. you've always taught God's Word. And I see your church there. I spoke at your church. Very solid, very much uh, people in love with the Bible. And that, to me, is really encouraging, um, because I know you're not an ear tickler, but at the same time, you're a great encourager because God's Word does do that if you're a believer. You know, as we look to the Word of God, Mike, uh, we know that as pastors at Timothy, it says, study the Word of God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And truth is so vitally important in these last days because the deception is so strong. And that's why we must teach through the Bible in context and that keeps us uh, safe and secure, keeps the pastor safe and secure. It'll keep the congregation safe and secure as we grow in the in the fullness of God's word. We'll get the full counsel of God. And though the you know we were told in the word that His word will uh, not come back void. It's it's, it's going to touch. It's living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two edged sword. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, we're to use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God against the uh, temptations of the enemy, his deceptions and so forth. And it's uh, it's vitally important that all pastors teach through the Bible. They can have topical studies too, but I'm saying the, the meat and potatoes has got to be teaching through the Bible and also declaring sound biblical doctrine, which some people say, oh, that's boring. No, it's not boring. It's It's the truth that we must know as a foundation of our faith. And that's why we... We've done the same thing as you're doing, Mike. We teach through the Bible. We have, this is our third time going through the entire Bible in 29 years as a church. 
And uh, it takes some time, takes some uh, diligence, but it's also very exciting. It's a great adventure and journey as you teach the congregation the whole word from Genesis, yes, all the way through the book of Revelation. It's a lot of fun. It is a great joy. And people really grow in the faith. And they're very strong in their faith, which I love to see happen for the families, uh, from the wee little ones to the oldest, as we grow and serve the Lord. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Amen, Mike. Amen. And uh, being about our Father's business so important. Yep in the days that we're in. Um, so, well, Carol, uh, again, uh, God bless you. It's, 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 you know, I'm really glad that uh, you listen. And uh, again, I, I, I tell everybody everywhere, keep looking up our redemption draws nigh. I, I, I see um, a world getting more and more ripe for God's judgment. Unfortunately, they don't have to be judged. Uh, they could just turn to Christ and live forever in a, beautiful place and really have a real design for their life rather than being manipulated by the voices of the world. And unfortunately today, um, uh, so many people, even in churches, because they don't teach the Bible, don't realize that uh, Jesus, in fact, died for their sins. And if we'll confess him as Lord and Savior, our sins will be forgiven and we can have a brand new life. And man, I'll tell you, there's nothing you need more than a brand new life when you realize your old one is really worn out. And you know, Daryl, I know there at your church, so many people have accepted Christ. Here is the same way. And I believe anywhere mm-hmm. where God's word is being taught, it really, really uh, changes people's lives. And, you know, they're going to forget my stories. They're going to forget uh, maybe a lot of things. But, you know, the Bible says his word does not return void. And mm-hmm. the more of God's word I believe we can teach people, the more steadfast they'll be. And by going through the Bible, precept upon precept, line upon line, as the Bible says, uh, corrects a lot of kooky doctrine that's out there. Because you go, you come across something, you go, well, that, how could this crazy thing our, our church is teaching be true if, if, if we read the whole Bible? And I think uh, that's probably a reason why a lot of people don't read the whole Bible because it it then does uh, check their church dogma, their church, uh, um, yes, you know their their creeds, their teachings, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I have found that in many things, as I've read the entirety of the Bible, my politics have changed, my view of value has changed, what God blesses, what I thought He would, He doesn't, and sometimes what I did. You know, the Bible says even a cup of cold water in His name. Bears a reward. Carol, stay online, dear. We'll send you out uh, the movie Jesus. I think you'll really love it. Uh, Stay online, everybody. We're we're coming back for more. Uh, Coming up on a break. We'll be back right after this. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call 
right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. More than ever, pastors need to feel people's love and support. Over the last few years, many pastors have seriously considered leaving their church. But 1 Thessalonians 5.12 instructs all churches and all Christians to show and share their deep appreciation for those who minister to them. There is no better time to do this than Pastor Appreciation Month in October. And there's no better way to do it than using the easy as one, two, three Bless Your Pastor materials that are available for free at blessyourpastor.org. That's blessyourpastor.org. Plus, the great news is that if your church uses the 123 Bless Your Pastor materials, the pastors at your church will be offered a $300 scholarship application to attend a Family Life Weekend to Remember Marriage retreat. What a blessing this will be to your pastors and their spouses. For free materials, go to blessyourpastor.org. That's blessyourpastor.org. To part two of To Every Man Answer here on this Thursday afternoon with Daryl Skinner from Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm your host, Mike Kessler in Twin Falls, Idaho. And we're going to go back to the phones. We have Juanita on the line, South Carolina. Hi, welcome. Hi. Hi. How may we help? Well, um, the other morning I woke up early and couldn't go back to sleep. So I turned the TV on and there was a pastor on there from the state of Arizona and at first, he seemed very knowledgeable and and um, believable. But then he began to say that we were we would not be gone when when the mark of the beast is is revealed. That we would um, we would still be here. That there would be many many people deceived by him because he's going to do so many powerful magical things that we and we know that's what he's going to do. But it just caught me off guard, and and I was talking with a, a friend of mine, and I said, you know, I think I'm going to call this in to every man and answer and see what Mike has to say about it. Your your Juanita, your your phone is fading out very badly. Can is can you like maybe move if if you're on a cell phone or something? Yeah, I'm 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 in a parking lot. Okay, so that's better. And not, is that better? Yes, it is. Oh, good, good. But yeah, he was saying that a lot of people are going to be deceived because they, they believe that we will be gone before uh, the Antichrist is revealed, but that we would actually still be here when he's revealed. And because we've been taught that we would be gone, we will be, a lot of people will be fooled by this because um, they think that we will be raptured before then. And I've always been taught that we would not be here. Well, yeah, because the the mark of the beast uh, is uh, where really you can't buy or sell. That's about three and a half years into the tribulation period. And very clearly, the Bible says this is God's wrath on the earth. And it's very clear in the Bible that says his bride is not appointed to his wrath. So why would God 
have uh, this seven-year period of time dealing with the nation of Israel and dealing with a God-rejecting world, punishing his church that lives in the world. This doesn't make any sense. This is why there's the 144,000 Jews that are the servants of God, because you never find the word church mentioned again after Revelations 2 and 3 in the book of Revelation. It's always found in heaven. Chapter 5, you have the song of the church who has redeemed us from every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation. That's not the Jewish nation singing that from every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation. After that, you find saints and you find the elect, but you never find the church. And that is extremely significant. So I would have to disagree with this guy for many reasons. Uh, But um, again, uh, Jesus said, watch and be ready. You don't know what hour your Lord is going to come. Anytime a man comes along and says, oh no, Jesus can't come back to the middle of the tribulation or the end of the tribulation or not at all, I, I, I completely step aside from that person because Jesus said just the opposite. I'm coming as a thief. Behold, my reward is with me. So I'm going to take Jesus' word over these guys any day. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Juanita, Mike just gave you a great answer. I'll add a little bit more to it, is that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10, Paul the Apostle, he says, We shall wait for his Son from heaven, speaking of the Lord Jesus, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. The seven years of tribulation, that's why it's called tribulation. It's known as the great tribulation time. And that's where God is going to pour out his wrath upon a God-rejecting, Christ-rejecting world. He has not appointed the bride of Christ, as Mike said, to the wrath of God. And you see that in in Scripture. Enoch is the first uh, uh, typology of the rapture. We call it the, the law of first mention. Enoch was taken up because he walked with God, he pleased God, and God removed him before his wrath was poured out in the judgment of the great flood in Noah's day. And that is a typology of the rapture for the church, that we're going to be raptured off this earth universally across the world. We're going to be raptured up uh, because we are the bride of Christ. We also know the Second Thessalonians chapter 2. It also tells us, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. He who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. What's the restraining? It is the Holy Spirit in all the believers across the world. We are the salt and light. We are the body of Christ. We're going to be raptured up. And then the lawless one will be revealed, it says. And then the lawless one will be revealed, verse 8, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. That'll be at the end of the tribulation period. We also know the Church of Philadelphia which is the church we want to be in the last days, a church that keeps the word of God, won't deny his name. I mentioned that earlier. It says here in verse 10 of chapter 3, because you have kept my command to persevere, also I also I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. We're in the kingdom of heaven now. We're the, Paul says in Ephesians, we're in the heavenlies. We're with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not part of this world. We're not the earth dwellers in the, uh, of this world. We're in the kingdom of heaven, and the Lord will take us home before his wrath is poured out. First Thessalonians chapter 5 also says, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I agree with Mike. The pastor is greatly wrong, and, uh, and uh, we follow what the scriptures tell us in regards to a 
rapture that will take place before the tribulation, the seven years of tribulation. That's Revelation chapter 6 through 19. And you can bank on it. The Lord will take us home because we are the bride of Christ. Mike? Hope that helps, Juanita. It does. I do bank on it. And I just want to remind everybody that has people in their lives that maybe they know is not saved and is going to still be here that there's still a chance for them to get saved during that time. Yeah, just don't take the mark. Whatever it is, don't take the mark. And uh, there's some some pastors out there saying, oh, you can take the mark and still be forgiven. No, No, no. you can't. When the Bible says you can't, you can't. And I believe that people really, really need to read the Bible and take it for what it says. So understanding that, I tell people, you reject Christ, you don't want to receive. I've, I've actually had people say that. Hey, you want to receive Christ as your Savior today? Um, I want to think about it. Well, uh, in case we're not around anymore, never take the mark. That's what I tell people. Because uh, that may make the difference between their eternity in hell or heaven. So um, depending on what they do with Christ uh, during the tribulation period. So Juanita, stay in line. I'll send you out uh, the movie Jesus. I think you'll really enjoy it, okay? Thank you. Uh, I'm, a tower, I'm a tower keeper too. Well, Juanita, oh, thank you, you so much. And, and it's because of you and people like you that CSN stays on the air. You know, we're, we don't do these big fundraising things. And, uh, you know, we we cancel all our programming for three weeks and just have begathons. We don't do that. We never have done that. Um, and and I just thank God that he lays on people's hearts how to help us and, and to keep us on the air. Because as you support the programmers, as you support CSN, hey, we all do something together we could never do apart from one another. And it's a glorious thing. It's really good. And again, the truth is out there. So uh, anyhow, Juanita, stay in line. We'll get you taken care of with the movie Jesus. Thank you for being a tower keeper. And uh, again, if you want to be on the program today, 8888-ASK-CSN. And uh, call right now. You're sure to get on. We're going to go to Mary, Dallas, Texas. Hi and welcome. Hi, pastors. Um, I have a question about sleep paralysis. Um, I used to have them a lot, and I thought it was because of uh, my past relationships and me not being saved. Um, I've been able to, to pray it away, but um, recently I just had one actually uh, last night, and I'm actually just trying to see is it a spiritual attack, or um, can you give me a little bit of insight? behind it because it just seems so uh, eerie and very scary and not just really, I just don't understand them yeah. really. Well, Daryl, you know, um, you know, uh, all of us have these different things that go on in our life. You've had some going in your life. Right. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm assuming you mean sleep paralysis where you're having a, a dream that becomes like a nightmare and you feel like you're frozen. You can't move. Is that right, Mary? Yes, and I can't scream or talk, but I've yeah. gotten to the point to where I can like try to moan really loud to wake myself up, but it's, <laughs> it's really difficult. And I thought I was the only one that had those. But anyway, no, we, we do go through those. Some of them are just, uh, could be a nightmare. Maybe I shouldn't have watched something on TV, whatever. Uh, maybe it was a bad burrito, but uh, 
that I had late at night. Uh, but uh, other times it can be a demonic harassment uh, against us. I know I uh, uh, there's times I, I've I'm, I'm fighting in my bed. I'm kicking and everything else. My wife has to wake me up. There's a times you feel like you're frozen and you can't get the name Jesus out of your mouth. Um, and I think these are all part of the spiritual warfare realm. Uh, Satan never likes to fight fair. He'll try to take advantage of you while you're sleeping. But, uh, I think, you know, just pray during the, before you go to sleep, of course, Lord, I just want to have a good night's rest and, and keep all the enemy away from me and so forth. And, and then you'll, uh, you'll hopefully do fine. And, and the, the main thing is I know that one time I was having such a nightmare and, and, uh, started kicking in bed and so forth with the, I felt I was fighting demons in my sleep and I flew out of bed. My knee hit the, a glass uh, mirrored, um, closet and the the thing broke up and fell right at my feet where I flew out of bed. And, um, it was, it was a funny story. I, I took the door down to Home Depot. I was wondering if I could just buy one door instead of two. And they, I told the guy my story. He goes, man, that's such a wild story. I'll just give you the door. <laughs> so you never know what kind of things can happen, but, uh, just be in prayer and let the Lord uh, and just, you know, soak yourself in the word of God and whatever you do, uh, uh, Juanita is never be, uh, excuse me, Mary, never be afraid, never be afraid, uh, because, uh, fear is of the enemy. And God has not called us to fear, but to be of a sound mind and of love and of power. And he, he will bless us mightily and abundantly. And uh, it just happens and just move on and uh, know that the Lord is with you. Mike? Amen. Hope that helps, Mary. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah, you know, you. Um, uh, let, let's pray for you. Father, I just pray that you, you, your word says you give sleep to those that you love. And I pray you give that to Mary and all those that have trouble sleeping. Lord, may your peace come upon them. Not the way the world gives, your word says, Jesus, the way you said you would give us peace that settles our soul. May you touch Mary, may you touch her dreams, and may you give her, Lord, that peace that comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mary, our prayers can are I with add you. One last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Mike, can I, go ahead. You know, the Bible says we fight the good fight of faith, Mary. And uh, for all of us as believers out there, uh, just stay strong in the Lord. Stay strong in his word. Stay strong in prayer. Jesus said, watch and pray. And so we, we do that. And as we do, uh, the enemy, the enemy doesn't like to deal with people that are strong. They, he like to go after our weaknesses and come against us. Not to say that he won't come against those that are strong, but I'm just saying is, so many times, uh, as the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he must flee from you. Don't think about the devil. You know, don't contemplate the devil. Don't contemplate demons. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he must flee from you. You're no fun. You're not, he can't, he can't deal with you anymore because you're so into the Lord. He just uh, leaves us alone and says, ah, forget it already. I haven't had one of those dreams for quite some time, but, uh, uh, I just know there's there's times in my life from going through things that the enemy will try to take advantage, get find that chink in the armor, so to speak. But we just stay strong in the Lord and serve Him, and He's going to watch over us and bless us, and the enemy's going to flee. So stay strong, Mary. Amen. Uh, Mary, stay in line. I'll I'll send you the movie Jesus. You can always watch that before you go to bed. It's right out of the book of Luke. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, pastors. Mary, God bless you. And if you need us, we're here for you. Let's go to Jeremy. Santa Clara, Cal- uh, Santa Clara, sorry, Utah. Hi and welcome. Hi, that's okay. Um, yeah, I just uh, wanted to call because I 
I wanted to leave a comment, but I, I, you know, for you to mull over, but not, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess you could answer it as a question, but, um, cause I heard the caller before and he was talking about pre-trib and I know, you know, CSN a lot pre-trib. Um, I just, I've had a lot of, I, I'm kind of trying to grow on it. You know, I, I learned it, but I, you know, I still actually consider myself to be more of mid-trib, but pre-trib rapture ready, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know if it's that I'm not studying scripture right or diligently enough, but I still happen to be of the more convinced that the scripture could also indicate a mid-trib. So I just kind of wanted to leave that, and then you guys could, um, you know, maybe answer that in the question or just. Uh, well, well, Jesus, Jesus said, "Watch and be ready." You don't know what hour your Lord is going to come. Not what hour you're going to die, but what hour your Lord is going to come. So I, I think anybody that tries to uh, pinpoint it at any particular time, I think you're going to be in trouble because Jesus said today is the appointed day of salvation. And if we're talking about the rapture, you, you've got to be uh, rapture ready right now. I think any talking saying, oh, well, you know, Jesus really isn't coming to the mid-trib or he's not coming at all um, really is violating Scripture Uh, Paul says to comfort one another with these words concerning the rapture. And they were looking for the rapture of the church then. In fact, Paul wrote a letter to the church at Thessalonica telling them, no, the rapture hasn't yet come yet. Um, uh, Because he had to comfort them over that. So no, anybody that says, no, it it, it can't be till the middle or the end, I I just move away from that completely because I I don't see uh, any... any, um, solid scriptural demonstration for it. Your thoughts, Daryl? Yeah, you know, there's an important doctrine found in in the New Testament, especially through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's ta- it's, the doctrine is called the imminent return of Christ, the doctrine of imminency, that he could come at any moment in time. If you go to mid-trib, well, it's it's not, there's no surprise. There's no uh, any moment in time. If you go to the post-trib, it's it's actually you're 1260 days from the abomination of desolation. So everyone will know the the second return of Jesus Christ as the abomination of desolation takes place. And there's exactly 1260 days later. So the so post-tribbers are really denying the doctrine of the imminent return, and the uh, the the doctrine of the uh, mid-trib is also a denial because you'll see the temple be rebuilt. And then you're going to see the temple as it's rebuilt. Then the the Jews start their sacrifices. Then the Antichrist, the world leader, comes in. He goes into the temple. He now commits the abomination of desolation, which is the midway point of the tribulation. So uh, there's no doctrine of imminent return. No no surprise. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 24 so many times. There's, there's two people in the field. One's going to be taken. The other left. Uh, there's going to be two people grinding at the mill. One's taken. The other left. Two sleeping in bed. One taken. The other left. And, and then he says, watch and be ready. Watch, well, w- watch and be ready for my imminent return. And he gives another example of the thief breaking into the house. The, the house, if he would have known the, the time, he, he would have been ready to fight him off, but he doesn't know the time. And Jesus is preaching the doctrine of the imminent return. Then you get to the parable of, of the ten virgins. Five are wise, five are foolish. They didn't know when he was going to come. But the ones that had the their lamps lit and had the oil prepared and ready to go, the believers, the true believers, the wise ones, they, they were ready, they were watching, they were ready, and but they didn't know the exact time when he was going to come. So this is the doctrine of the imminent return of Christ. This is where the whole uh, idea of mid-trib or post-trib uh, 
ideas or uh, yeah ideas are false. And uh, there's a good book I read many many years ago as a young pastor. I was just learning and growing in Bible prophecy. It's by uh, uh, John Walvoord. He's already gone to heaven, but he was a great uh, Bible teacher there at Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, and uh, Dr. John Walvoord. And it's called The Rapture Question. And he goes through all the theories of the rapture, and he lays them all out for you. And then he says, this is the proof of why the pre-tribulation rapture is found holy in Scripture, and the others are not. And so he he lays it out as evidence thereof that you you walk away and say, okay, it's got to be pre-tribulation rapture. So it's the rapture question by John Walvoord. I know that you read it. You'll be super blessed and give you a clear understanding. Mike? Hope that helps. Yeah, it does. Um, I was going to say it's not a salvation issue, but I was just because I, I've kind of gotten a little bit of cold shouldered on it too. It seems, and I'm I'm looking to be on fire, you know. I'm looking to be at fellowship and really, you know. But I, I feel like you know some of the points. I mean, the the about the ten virgins. Yeah, that's that's a really great point that uh, Pastor Gerald made. Um, but some of the other ones were actually why I do believe in the mid-trib, because I believe, well, or at least I've heard, it might just be conjecture or uh, something, but that they're already building the temple or talks of it, and they're actually um, getting ready to do uh, those sacrifices and things again. Um, well, not right now. Know. No, they, they're, they're, they're prefabbing what they can do right now. I've been to the Temple Institute in Jerusalem myself. And they have all the lavaliers and all the things that are there that they they would be using in the temple rituals there. But the temple is not yet built. And that, I believe, comes from a treaty that the Antichrist signs with Israel allowing to build their third temple. Now, again, right now, if they tried to build their temple there on the Dome of the Rock mosque uh, hilltop, you would have a, you'd have a, a holy war. Uh, but the Antichrist is going to be able to negotiate this out and make it possible for them to do this. Now, what, what's important is that that is not uh, uh, that is what starts the tribulation period is a treaty signed with Israel. Now, Daryl, uh, is that where you're at on that? Do you believe that's where uh, the the uh, and I see a lot of people think, well, the rapture is what starts the tribulation. No. Oh, it's the Ezekiel 38, 39 war starts the tribulation. No. Jesus said he can come back at any time. Never listen to anyone that says that that Jesus doesn't come back to the middle of the tribulation. That is not in any way, shape, or form what the Bible teaches. The Bible says, watch and be ready. You don't know what hour your Lord's going to come. But some man told me, well, that man is wrong. And you just have to simply understand that. Jesus said, I come as a thief. I come quickly and my reward is with me. And when Jesus said he can come back at any moment, who is any man to rebuke Jesus? So I tell people what the Bible says. And I think we all need to do that, Jeremy. And that is watch and be ready. You don't know what hour your Lord's going to come. So I would really tell people don't get caught up in that. And any church that doesn't say, well, there's no rapture at all, I don't know what Bible they're reading. I, I have no clue. They're going through and piecemealing the Bible like it's a smorgasbord at a, at a restaurant. 
Oh, I'll have a little potatoes. I'll have a little, you know, corn. Uh, no, I, I don't want. I don't want any of that uh, uh, chicken there. And you can't do that with the Bible. What when you read Corinthians fifteen? When you read Thessalonians chapter four and the others? Hey, it's very clear. The Lord's coming to take His church home, and the commission there is to watch and be ready. Now, well, wait till the middle of the tribulation. I'm not pointing this out, Jeremy, in any way to downgrade you. I'm just simply saying that I know how we can be affected by different people's ideas. And the Bible never, even any way, shape, or form indicates that. What the Bible indicates is we need to watch and be ready because we don't know what hour he's going to come. We need to be ready. We do know the bride of Christ is not appointed to his wrath. That's very important. Hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I, I think um, I, I'm close to getting to that. I, I I think he would protect us, and I guess the only reason is, I'm, well, I'm also convinced, I think Scripture does say that it would have to be someone that would be uh, Jewish because they wouldn't have someone non-Israeli being in charge of the temple. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm I, like I say, I'm pre-trib rapture ready. I just... Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm just learning as I go. And uh... Jeremy, we all are. We all are. We're all learning it. But the one thing Jesus said, I, I don't trust people, but I do trust Jesus. And he said, watch and be ready. So we're just going to take him at his word. Stay in line, Jeremy, and uh, we're going to try to get one more call in here. Greg, um, hi and welcome. Hi, Pastor Mike. Hi, Pastor Darrell. Thank you for taking my call. I just... Need some wise counsel here. It's a family matter. Um, okay, well, our, we only have about a minute, so if you can go real fast. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, our adult daughter has uh, walked away from her faith, deconstructed it, lives with her atheist boyfriend. Um, we've been talking about planning a, a family trip, um, although one of us is, is against, kind of against doing that and having because they're going to want to come together as a couple. And I'm just wondering, is is there a right or wrong answer to this, or is it a matter of conscious? Uh, conscious Daryl, your thoughts. Well, I would, I would, there's always an opportunity to minister to people and to, to share with them. But if they're going to go on the trip, they're going to be spending the, the time together uh, in their own uh, room, hotel room, whatever it is. That would be totally wrong. You don't want that to be taking place on a family trip. I mean, she has to respect your beliefs and your moral values, and that's most important. Mike? Amen. Greg, I hope that answers it for you. And again, um, uh, it's, a, it's a, a tough dis- decision. Pray, see what God would have you do, but be careful what you basically say amen to. I think it's important. Stay yeah. in line, we'll send you out the movie Jesus. John and the rest, please call us back. We'll put you on first thing tomorrow. Daryl, so glad to have you back. Glad you're feeling better. And uh, thanks so much for being part of the program. God bless y'all. Good night. To find out more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. 
To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 